Welcome to the Very Jessica Podcast. I'm Jess and I'm here to guide you into confidence and stepping into your power. In today's episode, I'm chatting to Lauren Russ. Now, Lauren is a global brand strategist turned identity coach who spends her time helping ambitious humans grow into the person they choose to be. Growing up mixed race in the UK, Lauren had to navigate her fair share of identity issues, so her work is personal. She's a qualified coach, hypnotist, NLP practitioner, and the founder of Space Parties, the Toronto-based event series that helps connect people with therapists, coaches, healers, and future friends. Guys, I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode of the best chat with Lauren. Enjoy. Hey, Lauren. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my God, of course. This is such a dream. So for anyone that doesn't know Lauren, she's completely amazing. I'm going to put all of her links and everything in the show notes. We actually met doing a training together last year. Um, And this is the sort of training, it was our Yes Supply training. And it's the sort of training where you make lifelong friends. You have... (laughs) So many breakthroughs and we kept being put into breakout rooms together because it was on Zoom. And every time I saw your face pop up, I'd be like, yay. (laughs) So I feel like we've never met in the physical, but we have a very deep connection, right? (laughs) 100%. And so you're coming to us from Canada, but you are a Brit, yes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, home, I was born in London, but home has always been Bristol. Um, And then in March 2019 I literally I just I left I packed two suitcases booked two weeks in an Airbnb and took a massive leap and moved out to Toronto and I haven't looked back since oh my god I love it that sounds like a movie (laughs) it actually does like I was on a chat with my dad this morning just starting to reflect on the last couple of years and yeah, it has has worked out beautifully. It really has. Oh, that's amazing. So let's go on this journey a little bit. Let's because mm-hmm. you're in this amazing place right now. And I want to dive into um how you got here and mm-hmm. what it means to be an identity coach because I know that your mission is supporting people in choosing who they wanted to be and who and the life they want to live. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really powerful stuff. So I guess this is sort of two questions. I'm going straight in. <laughs> I'm not having it out. So A, what led you to this journey? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what brought you here? Okay. Um, okay, so I remember this day and... So my background in terms of the career I did previously was brand strategy, and I still do that as well. But I remember this day and I was sat in Bristol and I was in one of our meeting rooms. I think it was called like the green room. And I was there with like one of my best friends, my work wife. And I was just, I remember saying to her, I was like, I feel so stuck and so trapped. Like, I feel like on the outside, everything looks great. Like I have this great job. I was living with a boyfriend at the time in this beautiful flat that was 10 minutes from my job and had a great life. And, you know, I'd done the degree in advertising, like I'd ended up exactly where I should have ended up. And I just felt so lost. Like I was just like, I am, I don't think I would choose this. Like Mm. I feel stuck. And I remember talking to her at the time being like, I just, I want to move somewhere, but I don't think I can. I don't know how I would do it. Like I'd be changing my whole life. And it's wild because you asked me that question and that's what came up. And I realized I 
did it. Like mm. I'm actually here now telling you this, like I, what transpired after that moment was me realizing I was just really not happy with the life I was leading. Like I felt like I was playing small. I was with a great guy, but it just wasn't right. I liked my job, but I didn't love it. And I ended up quitting my job, ending my relationship, moving with my mom, <laughs> saving money, traveling, applying for a visa on a whim because I was going through this like, well, let's just see what happens, <laughs> shall we? And um, yeah, and it's wild and it's been a journey. And two years later, or probably now from that moment, probably three and a half years later, I live in Toronto. I um, coaching, doing what I love, working with amazing clients. I also have a business called Space Parties, which is about connecting people with therapists and healers mm. and coaches and future friends. And I live in my dream flat in an amazing city. And I think it all stemmed from that moment of me just realizing like, if I chose who I could be and what life I would lead, it would be this. And then just the last few years of just making the steps to get here. Oh my God, there is so much to unpack from that. I'm like sitting here like getting excited because everything you've just said, I think, you know, certainly in my life, I can relate to those moments. I think it was so powerful the way you said like everything was like going the way it should have been. And yeah. for all intents and purposes, you should have been happy even though, yeah. you know, we don't like the word should. That is, you know, yeah. how it feels. It's like, and so many exp people experience this, like, hey, I've done what I'm supposed to do, but something doesn't feel right. Yeah. And then we just don't know what we, to do or we don't think we're allowed to do anything. Mm -hmm. And so the power of you saying you created this identity and you just followed it. What gave you the, what, what made you trust your gut? What made you go, do you know what? This is right. This is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. So it's funny because. I mean, so identity coaching is, is so personal for me because of the fact I struggled so much with my identity. And one of the key things was that I didn't trust myself. Like mm. I was someone that, um, and it's a podcast, so you can't see me, but I am mixed race. And I talk about it a lot in terms of the reason that in the early formative years of my life, I just couldn't figure out where I fit in. Like I come from the most beautiful family. I have a white family. I have a black family. And as a kid, I was always different. Like I love them. They love me, but I was always different. I looked different. And it meant I ended up starting my life always looking for other people and external validation that I belonged or I fit in because as a kid, I couldn't really figure it out. So I actually grew up for most of my life, really not trusting myself, like constantly second guessing myself, knowing what I thought was right, but then abandoning it if it went against the crowd or what again, went against what I was like supposed to do, air quotes. Um, <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of wild that I just trust myself. And I think it was small steps of me doing things and taking leaps and then it going okay and then taking another leap. And I think probably the first thing I did was end a relationship, right? End a relationship that was great in so many ways. Like the person I was with was so caring and we had so much history and like, it was, it was great. It just something in me didn't feel like it was right. And it was really hard because everyone around me was like, you guys are perfect. Like, you know, you love each other so much. You have this great life. And I think maybe, and again, it's only just this conversation up that I realized I think that was maybe the first time I 
trusted myself despite what everybody else was telling me like you know you're going to regret this like you'll never find someone that loves you the same way like I was like you know what I just have to honor this feeling and it and despite what everyone else is telling me I have to honor it and I did and very instantaneously even though I was so sad and so hurt and it was so hard I knew it was like my body and the universe and my gut was like that was the right decision like it was hard but it was the right decision. And then what transpired after that was me feeling like confident and and free and figuring out myself. And then I made other small decisions and I went traveling and that was the right decision. And then applying for a visa to Canada. And then that was the right decision. And it's so wild how, um, and I've really talked about this a lot, but I applied for a visa on a whim, like in the midst of the sad breakup, just like I can do what I want, forgot about it because it takes ages. And, um, then the day that the the relationship really ended because we had a place together so it meant that there was a few mm-hmm. months of, of messiness of trying to figure out logistics and living and stuff of course. But the day that we gave our keys in and realized you know like this is it we're done like on really good civil terms but you know done I remember like going home and eating like a 12 pack of Krispy Kremes with my best friend and like crying being like did I make a mistake like what am I doing like I don't know where I'm going now. And then I got this like notification, like, and it was an email. And I was like, what? Like mid tier, like what? And it just said like, your visa has been accepted to Canada. (gasps) And honestly, and mid tears, I was like, I don't know. And that was (laughs) a moment from the universe where it was just like, keep betting on yourself, keep trusting yourself because it, and then it just spiraled. It just, and now I'm obsessed with trusting myself. And I'm like, because I made all those decisions and they were hard and they paid off. It makes all the other, like the future decisions that I make easier. Cause I'm like, well, you did it then. And you did like kind of thing. I have full body chills. <laughs> that is so epic. How the universe shows up for you when you start trusting yourself. Right. Again, mm-hmm. I feel like in that there's so much for me to unpack. The first thing I wanted to go back to was you mentioned like growing up mixed race, not feeling like you belong anywhere. I feel like that's something so important to talk about with people who don't feel like they belong. And I know before you've mentioned like belonging to yourself. Yeah. And I just like, you've said that before and I'm like, oh, that is so powerful. Could yeah. you just dive into belonging to yourself a little bit more for yeah, me? Yes. So I don't get credit because my inspiration for that phrase um, is, is Maya Angelou. Mm. And she has this quote and it's, you're only free when you realize you belong no place. You belong every place. The price is high. The reward is great. Right. And I'm actually, as soon as, I'm able, gonna get that final line tattooed on my body. The price Mm. is high, the reward is great. Because I heard that and I was like, wow. Because Mm. I had always, belonging as humans, it's it's what we need. We're obsessed with it, we cling to it. And I'd always tried to desperately belong by fitting in, right? Like Mm. I just wanted to belong to the crowd or belong to this group or belong. I just needed to feel externally like people accepted me but it meant I often abandoned myself in the process because I would do whatever it would take and I would fill the mold that I needed to fill and kind of just become a chameleon if it meant that someone else would accept me. And I would do that in friendship Mm. groups or relationships or whatever, just for someone else to accept me and say, I belong to them. And then I realized like, but when you belong to yourself, you belong everywhere because you are who you are and you belong nowhere because you are who you are and there's 
something so comforting and empowering about that that knowledge that you can belong with groups and that's fine but you don't need to if you always have yourself and you always know that you're being true to yourself because that feeling and I've had it when you maybe go to a party or hang out with people and you don't really show up as yourself and then you come away and you almost have this like abandonment hangover where you're like oh I really shouldn't have said that and I didn't Mm. really believe that and I wish I'd spoken up more you don't get that feeling when you belong to yourself yeah there might be moments where you're like do you know what these aren't my people and that's okay because I have me and I know that my people are my people because I am truly being like who I am right now yeah because I think it can lead down such a slippery slope I definitely relate in that form of like not being yourself and then being frustrated because why did I say that why am I doing that because we do have that you know wanting to belong sense within us and it can make us lose ourselves so I think it's so powerful and thank you for sharing I love that and you know going back to your move and your trusting of yourself and how that all transpired I think it's so inspiring because we don't listen to our gut. So often we ignore that little feeling and we just think, but hey, this is all good. I should be happy. You know, this is safe. I'm good here. And we we step back from any possible pain. But what you said there, there was such power in your pain, in your tears, because mm-hmm. that was you actually trusting yourself, letting go of what was you know good for you at maybe at one point but wasn't right anymore 100% yeah and so that's something I focus on a lot with my clients is Mm. figuring out and helping them trust themselves more because it is a process of learning and unlearning like I talk a lot about the fact that as as kids we're basically taught to overcorrect, right so when we are young young like three four five we just are who we are we show up we say what we want to say we wear the Superman suit if we want to wear the Superman suit we say what we want to eat we say if we like someone if we don't like we just exist Mm -hmm. and then as we get older we get taught to actually overcorrect. we get taught no no you can't say that or no no you need to be like this or you need to hang out with these people and you need to wear these things and we learn that our instincts are wrong like the world teaches us Mm -hmm. that like our gut you know like me wanting to to rock out with the Superman outfit is wrong. And it starts as small things, but over time we learn that we need to look externally and we need to get other people's opinion on the right, again, open, close brackets, Mm -hmm. way of being. And that's what we learn. We learn we need to look outside of ourselves or ask other people because someone else has the right answer or, you know, someone else knows the right thing to do. And it means that without realizing it, that becomes one of our core beliefs, one of our core habits. And we just then go through life doing the same thing. So, It's actually a very conscious act of, and it starts with small steps and big steps of learning how to trust yourself again and learning how to hold space for the external, but being like, you know what, I'm still going to trust myself on this one. And then it's kind of the positive feedback loop. The more you do it, the more it ends well, the more you do it some more, the more it ends well. And then, so you kind of have to go through a process of, of learning and unlearning. Yeah. Yeah. what you said there is powerful as well in the in the fact that it is in the little tiny bits as well. It's not always the the big decision that defines it. It's the little daily decisions and you who you who you are when you wake up and the decisions you make, the tiny little bits um do add up. 
And, you yeah. know, I say that all the time. You can do it 365 days. Then you've got 365 times you made a small decision. Yeah. It adds up, right? So even mm-hmm. if you feel like right now, for instance, you cannot get out of your current situation, I'm sure you could find little bits in your daily That's life, exactly right? That. Yeah, it is. And it's the small wins and it's exactly that. It's the choices. And I say, like, if, if you took anything from this podcast and just, like, the work that I do, it's like, how can you show up today just a little bit more intentionally? And how can you show up today just consciously choosing yourself? And it could be big things. It could be looking for a new job. It could be having a conversation you need to have with a friend or a loved one. Or it could be small things like wearing that top that has been sat in your wardrobe for four years that you know you look good in, but you don't wear because maybe it makes you look too good or maybe it (laughs) clings to your curves or whatever. And it's like that decision to be like, do you know what? I'm gonna wear the top is like, that is what your body needs because the more you listen to your gut and you let your gut gut speak or your intuition, whatever you want to call it, and you act on it, the louder the voice gets. And then before you know it, because at the moment it's really quiet because it's like, well, I tell you things and you don't listen to me, (laughs) but exactly as you were saying, those small things or eating when you're hungry, drinking when you're thirsty, like listening to your body and your gut, it gives that voice Mm. confidence louder. And then it, it becomes something that becomes more a part of your like daily routine. Oh my God, I need you like recording in my head every day. You hit such a nerve with me then because, right, I am a self-confessed recovering people pleaser. I'll always be recovering because it's in there, it's deep in. And uh, I actually recently... I noticed maybe a year or so ago, I was in this habit, if I was going out, making sure I knew what everyone else was wearing, Mm -hmm. I didn't overdo it, right? And now I think, fuck it. If I turn up overdressed, I don't care. I'll look great. (laughs) Percent. And I think, oh my God, I love that you said that because a hundred percent. And it's almost another way that we, like, I think, I feel like the people that I seem to attract it's that balance between people that kind of do want to be a leader do want to do something Mm. special do want to inspire people but don't want to stand up too much but it's almost like we've learned and the world does it 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 asks us to especially as women it asks us to shrink ourselves constantly right and play small and I know I did it for years like I I hated attention. Like I was like, oh my God, but I I don't. And I'm like a curvy person, right? So I would shy away from actually showing my curves because I was like, oh, but I don't, I don't want attention. I was like, wait, why am I playing smaller? Like, why am I? No, exactly. As you said, like, I'm going to wear something that makes me show up and be confident because the thing is, the more we show up as ourselves, the more that we play big and unapologetically, the more we give others permission to do the same, right? Like someone seeing you show up in your like insane outfit is probably going to inspire them next week to be like, do you know what? Just look banging. So like, I'm going to go all out this week and like, yeah. I actually had a very a similar experience that did trigger it. Like, I think that um, I I was with a group of women uh, in my past life at the moment as a dancer, and um, we're in a situation where you know we're normally in dance gear and stuff. And someone walked past. I guess they didn't have to dance that day, and they'd really dressed up to come into work. And I thought, I genuinely thought, oh my god, she looks amazing mm-hmm. and then I hear this you know wave of comments come home like oh why is she dressed like that for work oh I could not be bothered mm-hmm. to do that who's got the time to get up and do that and you know I hadn't yet done this work um 
I ignored their, you know, I did ignore their comments at the time, but I, I've done this work now. So I think they were just all secretly this, that touched on a little nerve inside of them that really wants to be that girl that doesn't give a fuck and shows up. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And again, yeah, that's something else we talk about a lot is becoming aware of your judgments and like being really kind to yourself because I mean, again, the world conditions us to judge. And again, especially women, I feel like we are pitted against each other constantly. And there's this like underlying competition that we need to unlearn, but without realizing it, like it happens, it's it's a kind of a protection thing, right? Like we see someone that's similar enough to us that we see ourselves in them. And then we see them doing something that maybe triggers something in us that we feel like jealous of, or Mm. we're not doing enough. So a way to kind of keep ourselves feeling comfortable we end up pulling them down in our heads, like finding something negative, like they're probably not happy, like, ugh, what a show off, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah, to make us feel more comfortable in that moment because it's brought up in insecurity. But the thing is, we end up keeping ourselves small because that judgment that we had about that person is what we will tell ourselves the day that we actually want to go and wear that nice outfit because we will assume, yeah, but other people will think this about me. No, they won't. It's just that you once thought that about someone else, but actually the likelihood is that there's people like we're saying that will see that and be like, wow, she looks amazing. But we keep ourselves in those boxes when we judge other people, because then we assume other people will judge us that way. Oh my God. I feel like I need a bell or something (laughs) like to ring every time you make one of these points. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Because it's so powerful to hear it. And I think to hear it from other women and, you know, I think you're so right. We, we make it in our minds. And it's also, if you dive into manifestation, it's then a core belief that's going to stop you, um, you know, really, really manifesting your desires because there's a belief in there that that's stupid or you'll look silly or people will talk about you. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the core of it, it's, I mean, I mean, it's useless and it's time wasting, but it's in all of us because we are mm-hmm. so conditioned and we are pitted against each other as women. Mm-hmm. The more we see women celebrating other women, I think it's going to keep being powerful. And it, of course it happens to men as well, but yeah. we're just talking about our experience and, what it means to us because you know there might be those people that say that but honestly you're going to live your life in a box for those few people who don't have it within themselves to step out of theirs Uh I think it's Brene Brown who says like she doesn't listen to people in the cheap seats you have to be be in the arena for her to listen to yours so in the arena of life where you're going to get battered and bruised and beaten around and it's scary and it's amazing, but it's a lot. And if you're not in the arena going for it, putting yourself out there, she doesn't have time for your opinion. So oh, I love the- that. <laughs> right? I also love the, um, the peach metaphor, right? That idea of like, you know, you could be the juiciest, ripest, like most perfect peach on the shelf. But if someone doesn't like peaches, they're just not going to like you. Right. And that I found there was something so freeing again, also being a recovering people pleaser. Mm. There is something so nice just knowing there are some people that are just not going to like me and it, it has nothing to do with me. And there's nothing I could do to change their mind. They just don't like peaches, but there are some people out there that love peaches. Right. And they are going to be for me. And the more that I show up as myself, the people that aren't for me aren't for me and that's cool. But the people that are for me mm-hmm. are really for me, right? And it's something just nice knowing like, it's not on you. Do You just mm-hmm. do you and your people will find you and the people that won't, won't. And like, that's cool. Oh, I think I needed to hear that today. 
because you know it's never ending even in I've gone into the coaches industry now and you know as have you and even then I think oh well I don't want to be too motivational because then people think I'm being toxic you know and you start you start then even monitoring your coaching and it's exactly the same thing I cannot remember who I heard say this so you know it it wasn't me that's all I'll say (laughs) some you know other coach said if I'm not sort of like offending someone or pissing someone off I'm not doing anything you know because you're playing to the crowd too much and I think we can all be a bit guilty of playing to the crowd yeah. Not saying like get, get up and annoy everyone, but yeah. you know, there is that element where you don't need to, you don't need everyone to like you. You yeah. don't like everyone. Exactly, so. right? Exactly. <laughs> What's the point? So I love it. I think going back to identity um, and how we can create that. So if somebody's listening right now and they're like, this is all well and good, but I don't know who I want to be. Like, mm-hmm. where do we start? Um, beautiful question. Okay, so my plugging but it's true so my eight week course is called an identity excavation but the point I wanted to get to was the idea of excavation right Mm. because it does take a while sometimes you can feel lost and the worst part is is that you don't really even know what direction you want to move in so something I always start by doing is just holding space for people to really get clear on who they want to be like who they are right now but most importantly who they want to be and our past is so important and it's part of who we are but I think sometimes we let who we used to be dictate too much of who we want to be and actually like as you know like the power is focusing on the future and where you want to be and so it's less about thinking about where you are right now but actually getting really excited and and asking yourself like what does the best version of me look like? And yeah, okay, material things matter and important, you know, like what job am I doing? Where am I living? But the things like, how do I feel about myself? Like, how do I feel when I wake up in the morning? How do I make other people feel? What is my energy when I enter a room? Like, what do I believe about myself and the world? And asking yourself those questions and thinking, best case scenario like you know if I was above judgment and I just really showed up the way I wanted to show up what would that be like and you have the answers like that is the thing like my course is called inside out because we talked about it earlier like we grow up and we are taught that everything the right answer who we want to be and what we should do is outside of us and someone else knows and you know someone else has an opinion on what job we should be doing but actually the reason it's an excavation is we're uncovering and we're digging beneath all those shoulds that we should do and the right thing and actually getting to the crux of what you want, like Mm -hmm. what lights you up, what makes you super excited. And you know, your subconscious, once you ask it and you give it space, it will tell you. And then it's just a case of those small choices that we were talking about, the small actions, the direction that helps you go from being like, that's something I want to be to waking up that day when you're like, damn, (laughs) and that is the best feeling like that oh my god I love it I think that's so important it's like you know a lot of our dreams I've spoken about this before a lot of our dreams are actually manufactured from what we think is achievable Mm. or Mm. what we think other people will see as successful not necessarily don't let ourselves really want yeah. And really, yeah, what do I, you know, so I think the fact that people can dive into that with you and have that space. And I think talking is so powerful. You know, every time we jump on a call, 
I discover something more about myself because I'm speaking to someone who's like-minded and has something to really offer. We're not sitting here moaning about, you know, we, we had a Zoom call the other day. We're not there moaning about life and listen, I'm going to say it. Shit happens every single day. Mm, you know, I'm, I can, I can feel a tangent coming <laughs> warning, <laughs> you know, and it really does, but we don't sit here going over and then this happened and I've lost my job and blah, blah. Of course I, we get upset about these things, but where are we focusing? And mm. I think with you saying that really triggered something in me, it's like holding space yeah. for yourself. Yeah. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. We don't really hold space. We don't, you know, a lot of people don't have coaches, especially in the UK or even a friend where they can really be open with because we're constantly putting on these different faces for the people in our lives. So, oh God. Like I, I say like, um, and I can't remember where it was sparked, but it was definitely by reading someone else's words. But the whole thing about um, what I do is holding space for people to feel both free and held. So the idea that they are free to show up completely as who they are and maybe talk about dreams and feelings and things that they've never said out loud and have that, like, just have that space for them to really own it and step into it and then feel held enough that they know, okay, this is the direction I'm going in. Like, and it is, it's space, a hundred percent. It's space and, and the ability and the choice to, you know, we get to choose what we focus on like there's so many things we can't control and I think we need to be kind to ourselves especially with identity like this isn't I am not about coming on here to like you know this is how you no more shirts no more shirts like be kind to yourself our world does make it hard for us to be who we are and show up unapologetically and authentically but the choice is like yeah or but I can choose to focus on doing something that's going to make me feel good today or make me feel closer to who I want to be today or make someone else feel good today Mm. and my whole thing is like choices like small choices absolutely and I think you know making it relatable is something we're both really like passionate about making it something that's because sometimes you see people and it's all very well and good when you know you can I can just hear people with coaches who are already like you know, they or people on Instagram, you know, the Instagram life where they've got this perfect image of themselves and it's all images. And then we're telling, they're telling people certain things to do. But what I want to get through to people is that, you know, let's take you, for example, you've made huge shifts in your life. I mean, this three years has been like, I mean, you know, I'm sure Lauren from four years prior couldn't barely imagine it. Honest, like my mom sent me a picture of me two years ago, like yesterday. And it looks like a different person. Mm. Wild. That's crazy. Yeah. And the thing is, it's what, you know, you, what, you know, I'm not going to speak for you, but do you still feel fear when you make big decisions? Do you still feel, you know, it's not to say that now you're like completely fearless and you're unapologetic. You know, I'm sure you still feel those emotions, right? 100%. Like that is something I'm very big on is like, I am still doing the work. Like I I have a coach myself and my coach this week was like, you should put yourself through your program. Like there's so (laughs) many, like, you know, it works and you, there's key things here that you can still do to like, and I was like, yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, and we talked about it, recovering people pleaser. Like I care about humans. I really do. Like I care about them in every sense of the word, which means I do care how I make people feel. So I always have to navigate that line between 
caring about someone else's opinion, but also caring very much about my own. And I get fear all the time. And I'm very open about the fact I can suffer quite badly with anxiety. I think for me, what I have done with the work that I am doing is I still, it's those choices, right? Like I know where I'm going and I'm so compelled and excited and inspired by the version that I'm becoming that it's the drive that I need sometimes that helps me push through that fear or helps me Mm. make a hard decision to show up or say something I need to say that isn't necessarily easy, but it's me not abandoning myself or putting myself out there knowing, yeah, people are not going to like me. And it isn't that it's easy. It's not. And I have my days and I have my moments like the rest of them. It's just now I just try nine times out of 10 to choose pushing through the fear because I know that the end result is going to be worth it. Because you've done it before and it paid off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone's at the beginning of their, you know, their journey of coming back to themselves, I think that's something really important to, to Mm. feel is that, you know, even Beyonce, when she makes a new move in her life is going to feel resistance, going to feel fear, you know, courage is, and it sounds cheesy, but there's no other way to put it, feeling the fear and then doing it anyway. And I think if you have this identity, like Lauren has described so well for us, this identity of this vision of who you are becoming, what it means and what it feels like for you, you have that drive then to say, hey, this is a bit scary, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah. And it's always like, I I say a lot, like the fear doesn't end. Right. And with identity, you don't get to complete it. Unfortunately, like, it's not like you just like invest this much and you do four programs and you've done six months of work and then like smashed it. (laughs) Like you are always growing. And I think we also need to give ourselves permission to grow and outgrow who we are whilst holding space for who we were. So like I, who I am right now, maybe in two years time, I'll look back and be like, wow, like I'm so different to how I was and I'm okay with that. That is the point, right? Mm. The point is that we should change and we should grow and we should give ourselves permission to learn more about ourselves and the world and not look back on ourselves negatively. Like, oh my God. I mean, I know I used to do it as a kid. I'm like, oh God, I was so embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But I was who I was with what I had at the time. Whereas now I know more and I've learned more and I am where I am. And in two years time, I'll probably be like, wow, I knew nothing. Mm. being open to that and accepting that idea of like, it's constant. Like I'm going to keep growing. Like I'm about to outgrow where I am now. And there's something nice about that. It makes it easier for you to not beat yourself up about where you are, get excited about where you're going, be kind about where you've been and just like hold space for all of it. Oh, again, I need a bell. Be kind (laughs) about where you have been. Mm. I'm going to say it again, be kind about where you have been. Because that is powerful. Be excited about where you're going, yes, but stop telling yourself off in the past. The amount of times, and you know, anxiety speaking here, I have lay in bed Mm -hmm. and run over a situation, you know, to and beating myself up for it and losing sleep and waking up anxious because of something that happened. Mm -hmm. And when you're speaking then, it made me think of another Maya Angelou quote. When you know better, you do better. Mm. No, forgive yourself. You know, Mm. I love the way you put that, Lauren. I think it's so relatable. Like, oh my God. And then you're speaking about growth, made me think, right. A reason I even got into coaching because I was a complete quote addict. And I used to annoy everyone by just writing quotes everywhere. And, you know, then thinking I was being annoying because I was a people pleaser. Uh, Another one, I think it's Tony Robbins on a video I saw, like, if you're not growing, you're dying. 
you know, and I know that sounds really dramatic, but if we're no. not growing, yeah. you know, the only, and then he said another thing, the only people who have no struggles are in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Everybody has struggles. You think a yeah. millionaire doesn't have struggles? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's how you grow, right? You, mm-hmm. I talk, um, uh, a few months back, I posted this very raw video about growth. It was within the context of, um, or just everything that was going on in the world. Mm. And the fact that growing is uncomfortable in the same way that physically, if you are working out or training and you are stretching your muscles, it's uncomfortable. That growth period is uncomfortable until it's not, until you've grown and then you're at that point and then you need to stretch some more and that stretch is uncomfortable until you've got it and you're on another step. And it's like, that's the thing that like, it is uncomfortable when you grow, but it's like, it's required, right? Like you just mm. going, you push through the uncomfort and it's worth it. And then that thing that felt so hard is norm. And then there's something else and it's norm. And like, that's what it is. It's that choice to just keep pushing through, sitting with the discomfort, knowing that what's on the other side is going to be worth it. And then once you're on that side, it feels like, oh yeah, yeah I could always do this, right? <laughs> I like, do. And we, yeah. Sometimes I think a big a, a big struggle or something you've overcome quite large can be quite empowering because you're like, then when other things show up, you're like, hey, <laughs> I have been through worse. I have got this, you know. So it's all about our mindset, right? I mean, and and how we how we view it as well. And I think it's so important, like you've just said, for people to see growth and struggles as like an opportunity, you know. Mm-hmm. Your problem's an opportunity. Being kind, like something I am talking about a lot at the moment because I'm in the process of getting better at it, is once a week, Sundays, sitting down and uh, writing down all my wins, right? Big wins, Mm. small wins, you know, it could be, you know, if you start looking for a new job, that's a massive win because you're making a decision or recording a podcast or wearing that top or really saying what you mean in a conversation. And these things happen, we make these choices And we don't celebrate ourselves enough for it. So it means that we almost undermine how big of a deal it was. But when you start to sit and think, what are all the ways I chose myself this week? Like, what are the things that were hard, but I did it anyway? It gives you the confidence going into the next week to be like, I can do hard things. Like, I'm already making these steps. I've already done so much for myself. Like, whoever is listening to this right now, where you are right now, there was a point where you probably never believed you could get there, right? But now that's the norm. And so reminding yourself of how much you've already grown makes growing some more seem just a little bit more manageable. Mm, That makes so much sense. Oh my, I swear I could speak to you for hours. (laughs) I know, we can talk for hours. (laughs) We could. Strap in, guys. This could be a long one. No, I think you've just touched on so many things so perfectly. And I think you have a great way of putting across to people that feels really real because we're all in this together, right? We're all aiming for something. We're all trying to grow, trying to better ourselves. And I think if we can listen to you about our identity, I know I now want to go and journal and think about, wait, who am I actually showing up as? Um, And so that's a great thing. And that leads me on to a question that I want to ask you, you know, if somebody is listening right now, completely stuck, um, Mm -hmm. completely lost, like not necessarily just with their identity, just in life, Mm -hmm. just feeling really lost, you know, and I'm sure we've all been there. Do you have any advice of like one really, you know, or something they could do Mm -hmm. to starting now to just start bringing themselves out of that? 
Yeah. Um, so the first thing I thought when you said that was, um, I think reframe it because I know I've always previously I used to see that feeling of being stuck or being lost as, as a negative and I'd feel it find it really overwhelming and I actually now knowing what I know it's so exciting because it means you're at the beginning of something really new and exciting and I've talked about the fact that sometimes when we feel lost it's that our like internal goalposts are out of kilter so perhaps you feel lost because what you externally see in your life right now like the job that you do the person that you're with or being with or you know the circumstances that you find yourself in isn't in line with internally what you want so that feeling is maybe just a signal from your intuition to be like wait let's just stop for a second. Mm. Let's just reflect. Let's just go inwards and see what it is that isn't lining up because that feeling is there for a reason. That tension is there for a reason. So feel excited and hold space for it and be like, okay, cool. Something I'm getting a message from myself right now. What do I need to figure out? And I can figure it out. And this is exciting because all it's telling me is I can feel better. I'm about to feel better if I figure out what it is that I need to focus. And then just sitting with that, sitting with yourself, not looking outwards, not asking your friend or your family or your partner, but carving out some time for you to sit, maybe a pen and a paper, or even recording if you'd rather just, and just talk to yourself and ask yourself, what, what is it that I need to focus on right now? What does my body want me to focus on right now? And see where it goes, but be excited, be excited by it. Don't beat yourself up. Don't feel overwhelmed. Find it exciting because for me, that means you're on the cusp of, of what comes next, which is super exciting. That is so powerful. And it, you know, really, you really do get to choose how you feel, right? You can mm-hmm. tap into excitement anytime. So if you're feeling stuck right now, get excited about it. It means something is your body's telling you something. You're going to feel better. Something's going to happen, but you need to listen. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's be about right? Be kind yeah. to yourself, like yeah. hold space for yourself. Be your own best friend right now because we talked about it. The world is a lot. I am not someone that preaches good days every day. It's like, you know, it be kind, but then know that you have the answer. You will get through this. You've navigated hard things before and you will navigate this. I love it. I think some people might need to like snippet that bit out and set it as their alarm in the morning. <laughs> You've navigated hard things before. You can navigate this, honey. There's no reason why you won't. And, <laughs> you know, being kind to yourself as well is sending me off track again about that inner talk, you know, mm-hmm. where we are going, uh, oh, you know, I couldn't do that. Or, oh, maybe, maybe I'll do this. No, you can't do that. You're not good enough to do that. Everyone's going to laugh at you. Mm. You know, how, how do you overcome that? Um, so again, like me and you're so transparent about this, like I'm a human. So like, I have to keep catching myself. I think the most empowering thing is just being aware. Mm. Um, and I literally just put something on Instagram about it a minute ago. Like I find myself sometimes an old habit will come up, like things I've said to myself over years and years and years that I'm used to saying, like it could be something as insignificant as like, I'm awful at maths, right? Mm. And it creates a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I catch myself and then I'll just change it to be like, I'm really improving at maths. Mm. And that conscious awareness and then shifting it is like having a really good relationship with yourself where you're like, I'm not going to berate myself. Like I did think that for a long time. That was what I learned from the world. 
actually I'm changing that. I'm improving my relationship with my, every day I get better at maths and just like that awareness and holding space for like catching yourself when sometimes you maybe say something that's a bit mean and being like, we're going to change that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love I that. Be nicer to myself today. Catch yourself because you wouldn't say that to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. <laughs> and you know, I'm the same thing. I've got so many like, oh, I'm bad in money or I'm bad at maths, you know, one of the things. So whatever you're saying to yourself, start catching yourself, guys. I want you to maybe a good thing to do after this is hold that space for yourself, like Lauren suggested. Go mm-hmm. and sit down with your pen and paper and maybe start writing out those things that you say to yourself so that when they pop up, you can really you're catch right. yourself. A hundred percent. And the other thing I would say to look out for is the phrase like, oh, that's just who I am. Like I, I joke about it a lot. Like I have friends I love who have a habit of being late and, you know, they'll show up and it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's just who I am. And it's like, be careful when you say that because you attach it to your identity and you block yourself from changing it. Like if you say, sometimes I am late or I have been late before once or twice. It isn't becoming part of who you are. But when you say that's just who I am, Mm. you're almost trapping yourself into this inability to move outside of something. And it's like an excuse that you are giving yourself not to change it because you, you can change that, right? Like, so just those kinds of phrases that are really flippant, but just be aware. It's like, what am I telling myself I am? Because like, am I, am I, playing small or am I like doing myself a disservice by attaching these things to like my core being I love that so and you know even the fact you called it habit sometimes we don't click on to the everything nearly everything we do is a habit Mm -hmm. you know the fact that we say thank you when someone gives us a present is a habit that we learn it's a good one we shall continue to do that but everything else is a habit as well so being late you've just got and you started identifying with this habit so that's so you know don't say it's just who I am thank you for that Lauren I'm going to I'm going to catch myself I know it and I'm going to go ah (laughs) and then be kind and then be like okay cool be kind move on yeah oh my god so I have another question before we wrap up I'm asking everybody on the podcast this question because I am you know I love the mindset work but I also love the inner healing side as I know we've both dived into quite a lot um so I want to ask what does healing mean for you because I know it means what something I've realized is it means something different for all of us so what does healing mean for you I love that you asked this question it's so big what does healing mean for me okay um, I'm tapping into my, I'm tapping into my gut feel, my intuition, like what it actually means to me, not what I think I should say. The, the word that's coming up is belonging. Mm. And I guess it's because we've been discussing it, uh, within the context of this conversation, but I think it's like truly belonging to all of you and allowing yourself to belong to all of you. So for me, healing was learning that the parts of myself, I was taught I shouldn't embrace or were wrong or were not good or not clever or you know, those things that I abandoned actually for me healing was holding space for all of it, like allowing myself to be whole and belong fully to who I am, all of me, the good and the bad. And that for me has been me healing because I've learned to truly love all of me, all of the parts, like the good and the bad. Wow. That is beautiful. Like that idea of belonging and actually love we talk about it a lot with a spouse you know loving the flaws that make them and blah 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 but we don't often talk about it with ourselves so what you just touched on then was the parts that you were taught you know 
didn't belong mm. on, you know, being aligned with the whole of you. Mm. That's really, really beautiful. And I wish that for all of us, truly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all work towards that because that sounds great. A hundred percent. Honestly, this has been so great. I want to give people an opportunity to hear what you're offering at the moment. Uh, Like I said, I will be putting all of your links to your socials and your website within the show notes. Please, guys, please do yourself a favor. Go ahead. Follow Lauren. She's so relatable, so real. I love seeing her stuff pop up on Instagram. It always gets me thinking. And also, she's just fab. But, you know, in terms of how people can work with you, what are you doing at the moment? How, How can people show up with you? Yeah. So I'd say also just, um, I love chatting to people, right? So if there's anything in this conversation that has resonated with you, or you have questions or something you want to share, please DM me, honestly. Like I talk about it a lot, but I just, I love these conversations. So say hi. Um, in terms of working with me, so my core focus for the next few months is inside out. So, um, I work with a few clients every month and it's eight weeks. It's the excavation I referenced earlier. So during the eight weeks, we get really clear on who you are beneath kind of the conditioning and the things you should be told, who you really want to be. And then through a series of traditional one-on-one coaching and subconscious reprogramming. And there's also some self-study. So every week you get a video and materials and exercises to work through. We get you really showing up and owning and liking the person that you want to be. And so, you know, two me- two months on from the point where we start working, you are waking up really feeling like you are living and choosing to be the version that you truly want to be. Oh, I love it. I love it. Guys, go check her out. She's amazing. Lauren, thank you so much for today. Thank I've- you so much. really enjoyed it I want to carry on I feel like I'm all hyped up and ready to go talking about everything that we feel and I hope this related to you please share it tag us both on Instagram let us know what you got from today let us know if it triggered anything within you if you had any aha moments I know I had about 100 (laughs) so uh, please share it what felt good what didn't and like I said we will be on Instagram follow Lauren and we'll see you next time thank you so much (laughs) 